Welcome on into the 8th Wonder Podcast, your home for Houston Astros news and just random chit-chat all around. Once again, this is the 8th Wonder Podcast. I am your host, Josh Reese, Mr. Joshua, as you can find me on Twitter, the 8th Wonder Podcast is a podcast that talks about the Houston Astros. It is a sport here in Houston that is grossly and vastly underserved. So I hope you will find this podcast uh, lovely. And I hope you will tell your friends about it. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell one person about the 8th Wonder Podcast and what I am trying to do here. And trying to make the Astros... Um, make them more of a talked-about team here in our sports community here in Houston. They're very underserved. Uh, but anyways, you can find the podcast on iTunes. Just type in the 8th Wonder Podcast, uh, and you'll see the logo up there. Feel free to download that. Hit subscribe and hit like. Make sure to rate us very well. Give us a comment. Let us know what you're thinking about the podcast. Uh, you can also find my Astros blog on hamiltonway.blogspot.com. I've got a bunch of Astros stuff up there, and uh, this week I'll have a few more Astros things up there as well. So uh, I appreciate you guys for giving this a listen. Uh, so today we'll go ahead and bounce on in, in bounce on in into the uh, into the news of the week. Uh, First time we've talked since the Patriots won the Super Bowl. So I guess I should say congrats to the Patriots for winning the Super Bowl. Regardless how you feel, Houston did host a Super Bowl. And the Astros are one of the best teams, potentially potentially one of the best teams in the major leagues this season. So chances are Houston not only could host the Super Bowl this year, but hey, they could also host a major league championship game between the Chicago Cubs and the Houston Astros. Who knows? Maybe in the uh, American League uh, Championship Series, Series, World Series game the Astros could host. Excuse me. But maybe during like the American League Championship Series, it could be like the Astros versus Boston. And it'll be that whole... Uh, Texans versus uh, Patriots thing again, except this this time, hopefully the Astros will go over the Patriots or the Red Sox, because uh, you know there always seems to be a rivalry between like you know Houston Dallas, Houston San Antonio, Houston some other random Texas city, but you know what? There's actually I think there's starting to be a little bit of a rivalry between Houston and Boston. Because it seems, uh, it seems like at least on the football side, uh, the Texans are a little bit of uh, a Patriots, uh, Patriots South. So they got a little bit of that rivalry right there. But also, uh, um, during the baseball season, if the Astros can be com- as competitive as we think they are going to be this year, the Boston Red Sox are also loaded this year. So they're going to be right there with the Astros in a playoff series. Uh, with the Red Sox would be amazing and kind of drum up those feelings. And it could get people into a, a Boston, uh, Boston-Houston Boston rivalry. I think that is where, where Houston is uh, is starting to trend. 
no more no more of these silly rivalries with San Antonio or or uh, or Dallas. The real rivalry is with those damn Boston people with those weird accents. Accents? Accents. People in Texas don't have no weird accents, but people from Boston do. So I'm starting it right here. A little bit of a rivalry between Houston and Boston. Um, so yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool this year to see if that does indeed happen. The Astros do make it that far, and the if the if the Astros and the Red Sox turn out to be as good as people think they are going to be, we could see this becoming uh, becoming a rivalry. So I'm all aboard, all aboard the Boston Red Sox, Houston Astros, or just the Houston and Boston rivalry. Choo choo. Uh, no rivalry between the Celtics and the Rockets, that's for sure. But on the on the football side and the baseball side, there sure could be a rivalry. Okay, so enough about rivalry. we got to talk about the news. The news of the week is uh, the Astros avoided arbitration, arbitration and agreed to a two-year deal with reliever Will Harris. So he'll be around for two seasons. I also saw uh, that apparently he uh, was ranked in the top ten of uh of relievers this uh this season of relief pitchers i think mlb network did that or something like that and the astros are getting will harris and he's not really that expensive uh i believe he's getting five million dollars over the next couple seasons uh, and not not a year so it's like two million dollars two and a half million dollars a season so uh kudos to will harris i think he is uh he's an underused underserved astros player here and I kind of feel like uh, him having the closers role last year kind of screwed with him because he was amazing as an eighth inning guy. And hopefully he can get back to that this year, um, whoever he's closing for. But we'll get to that on Friday when we talk about the relievers. But today it's all about the starting pitchers. So we're not going to dig too deep into Will Harris, but I just wanted to share that he did avoid arbitration and he is going to come back to the Houston Astros. Um, they agreed to to your contract. So kudos, Will Harris is going to be around for two more seasons. Thumbs up. Uh, other Astros news. I saw this, and it's not so much news, but I thought it was kind of cool knowing. But apparently, I guess, uh, Astros skipper uh, A.J. Hinch was uh, on a Dallas radio station. Let me see if I can get the Dallas. Uh, he was on G-Bag Nation. Uh, which is a very interesting name for a radio show. Uh, G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. And uh, one of the quotes that I saw from uh, from him I thought was kind of funny. Uh, so they asked him about the near fight that uh, Jeff Bannister and A.J. Hinch almost had in 2015. And uh, this is what uh, A.J. had to say about it. So uh, this is this is all quoted, so I'm not going not gonna to keep on mentioning it. Uh, so here. Uh, the funny part about it is Banny and I are very close. We text often. We catch up on the phone sometimes. We end up exercising at the same time during road and home games. So we have a great relationship. And then something happens about 7 o'clock. And both of us turn into these kind of animals where we don't like each other very much. In 2015, it was kind of funny. I don't know which I preferred. I was either going to have to battle Prince Fielder or battle Jeff Bannister. I got in the, caught in the middle of both of them. That might have been a bad decision. I had just spent the week with Prince at the All-Star Game in Cincinnati. We go from being the best of buds on the bench 
sitting there reliving the game, uh, reliving the game to go. Re, okay, hold on. Re sitting there reliving the game to I got a hold of Prince. Bannister got a hold of me. I end up elbowing my way out of the scenario. Steve Steve Bouchel Steve Bouchel, their bench coach, was a Stanford guy. So we're all in the mix, like one big family. You can count on about 19 times where Banny and I are not the best of buds in a three-hour increment. So, I and it, it drove me nuts because like my profile picture on on my Facebook page for so long was, uh, or on my Twitter page for so long was uh, Jeff was that whole scrum in 2015, and uh, when that happened. I didn't think that it was all going to go to blows and, and you know, they were going to get in a fight or anything. But I thought it was kind of funny. I thought it was kind of funny seeing all the benches benches uh, pour out. And uh, it's like, hmm, if only if, – if, if one throw happens, then it's all going to go down. Because there was like 50 or 60 people in the middle of all that stuff. But uh, So I just thought it was kind of funny. Jeff, uh, Jeff Luno. AJ Hinch talking about that. It didn't seem like it was – Gonna be anywhere close to a fight, but uh, had it went down, I wonder who he would who he would have picked if he would have fought Jeff Bannister or tried to fight Prince Fielder. Something tells me you fight Jeff Bannister. You don't fight Prince Fielder, the younger, scrappier guy. Yeah, you fight you fight Jeff Bannister. Uh, so yeah, so, uh, another bit of news. I saw apparently Awful Announcing, uh, tweeted out another story. Apparently Rob Manfred says that there are going to be in-stream, uh, market, market, okay, in-stream deals to stream games, um, during the Major League Baseball season for all but three baseball teams, and the Houston Astros are not one of them. So apparently next year you will be able to live stream, Houston Astros game on, I'm assuming, I'm assuming like a, like a, through the Root Sports page, I couldn't get a clear view of like exactly how you could do it, but it does seem like they are trending, trending uh, that way where you could do something like that. Maybe eventually we'll see, you know, live stream games on Twitter like we did during the, uh, during the uh, football season this, this past year. So uh, I just thought that was interesting. I don't know how exactly it's going to work, but apparently they will do it this year. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. I'm all for uh, watching Astros games in the different ways you can because sometimes I'm not exactly a great big fan of the of the on air talent on uh, on the um, on the actual broadcast side on TV. Although I guess that would be the same thing if I was watching it watching it. Uh, online i guess it would be the same feed it would just be on on the on the internet but uh on that that way i could you know i could listen to some music while i'm watching astros game or something like that it'd be a little bit easier to do uh but i'm all for this concept i i hope they i hope we find it uh, and we're able to uh we're able to use it pretty well this upcoming season uh, so this last bit of houston astros news and it's not really like groundbreaking news i think everyone knows uh a, knows this i don't know if they know the exact dates but with the super bowl being played last night that officially marks the beginning of baseball season pretty much uh the astros on monday i'm taping this monday the astros monday loaded up their uh their big old 18 wheeler full of uh of exercise equipment rosin bags baseballs they're full filling up the, that truck 
and they're about to take that bad boy on over to Florida. Apparently, uh, I think we're about eight, nine days away from pitchers and catchers being able to report to camp. Uh, the first spring tra- training game is about 19 days away, and we're about 50 days away from opening day against the Seattle Mariners. So I thought that was kind of interesting. We are getting super duper close to the baseball season. Finally upon us. Yay! Uh, so yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, this upcoming week, tomorrow, uh, I'll be speaking with Jeff Luno and AJ Hinch. So we should have a lot more news and stuff to talk about on Friday's podcast. And I should have some more stories up on uh, hamiltonway.blogspot.com. So make sure to uh, always have that um, in your feed. Make sure to kind of update that regularly. Because you never know when I'm going to drop stuff. If you don't follow me on Twitter, which is over at Mr. Joshua uh, on Twitter. If you don't follow me there, that's a good way to find out uh, my stories. Just always popping that into your browser and uh, giving that a look. Um so yeah, so I appreciate you guys for sticking to, sticking in with us on the on the Periscope version of our podcast. Now we're going to start talking about our actual topic for today's podcast, which is all about the starting pitchers. Uh, last year, 11 guys got a chance to start for the Houston Astros, uh, including Colin McHugh, Doug Fister, Mike Fires, Dallas Keuchel, Lance McCullers, Those were your starting five. This upcoming season, the Astros. Well, let's let's finish out the rest of the guys that that actually uh, took took stat snaps at uh, starting for the Astros. So uh, aside from that five, uh, Joe Musgrove started ten games for the Astros. Chris Davinsky started five games for the Astros. Scott Feldman started five games for the Astros. Brad Peacock started five games for the Astros. I did not notice that at all. I remember him getting a couple. I didn't notice it was five. So uh, kudos to Brad. Uh, David Paulino started a game. And also Brady Rogers started a game for the Houston Astros. In total, 11 different people started for the Houston Astros last year. Uh, the Houston Astros were hit by a little bit of injury. Dallas Keuchel got injured. Lance McCullers got injured. Doug Fister was the ace of the staff for damn near the entire season. But towards the back half of the year, he started to uh, kind of go back to Doug Fister of old. And uh, he was bounced out, of the, bounced out this year. So replacing him in the rotation, I guess, is going to be Charlie Morton? Uh, so, well, I guess we should kind of mention. Uh, so, yeah. So the Astros inked to deal with Charlie Morton. The only guy that's not there from last year is Doug Fister. So... Presumably, you're looking at a rotation of Colin McHugh, Dallas Keuchel, Charlie Morton, uh, Lance McCullers, Mike Fires. Not to mention, you still have Brad Peacock, who actually did pretty well last year. Maybe maybe he could get a little bit of run. Maybe he's your uh, long man. We'll talk about that more next week. But also, the Astros kind of mentioned that they are going to give a look at Chris Davinsky. Uh, they're going to try to stretch him out during uh, spring training, see if he can get a little bit of run and. um and starting, um, you also have Mike uh, Michael Feliz who could do a little bit. Uh, Joe Musgrove was was great last year, and and uh, when he was up, so you've got a lot of options for the Astros. You don't necessarily have to have Mike Fires in this rotation. 
Um, but chances are the Astros will. So I don't know how they're going to mix in the other guys. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do it. I'm not sure how they will, but Joe Musgrove needs to be uh, somewhere getting some innings for this team. Chris Davinsky proved himself. He needs to get innings for this team as well. Um, so I don't know exactly where they're all going to fit. I'm assuming the starting five to start out the year is probably going to be Keuchel, then uh, McHugh, McCullers, and then rounding out the last two is probably going to be Morton and Mike Fires, and the other guys are going to get mixed in and bounced in as the years as the year go on. Uh, the other the other bit of the other bit uh, I thought was kind of interesting is so we know the Astros got a bunch of pitchers and they got a bunch of young pitchers that they want to mix in as well. Um, but they still kind of want to add another pitcher to the team. So I don't really know how they're going to do it, how they're going to fit in this other pitcher. I know they do want one. Um, the owner, Jim Crane, has kind of made it, uh, has kind of said it a couple times this offseason that he wants to add another pitcher. And usually when the owner mentions something like that, the owner usually gets what he wants. So maybe there's a deal where you could swing a couple of your young guys and maybe McHugh goes too and, and you move in a David... Not David Price. Um, you move in a better pitcher. I uh, don't really have a Sonny Gray or, or a Quintanilla. Nope. Quintana. Jose Quintana. Jesus, I can't say his name for the life of me. Uh, so there's, there's guys out there, and no doubt the Astros are having daily conversations with um, with the, uh, um, the general manager of those teams. Um, but if the Astros' rotation stays the same... The Astros need Dallas Keuchel and Lance McCullers to regain their forms that they've had last uh, the last couple seasons. Uh, they need Lance McCullers to be healthy and pitch an entire season. They need Dallas Keuchel not to be a Cy Young winner. They just need him to get back to his 3 ERA. The guy who pitched last year had an up-and-down season, and part of the reason the Astros were not that great last year could not sustain a great deal of success. It's just because the pitching staff was so uh, hit or miss. There'd be some games when you get a great game, you wouldn't have a great game from the offense. At some games, you have a great game for the offense, but the pitching staff would give a lot of a lot of runs. This upcoming season, the Astros should get a lot of runs from their offense, and they need to get they need to start holding people to under three four runs a game. Last year, they didn't do it enough. So this upcoming season, the Astros need to get. Uh, Lance McCullers and uh, Keuchel back on the right ship. I feel good about what Colin McHugh is going to give for you. He's done good uh, these past couple seasons for the Astros. Mike Fires, I don't know. He's he's a fifth starter. You don't really need much from him. Charlie Morton, I'm not really expecting too much from him. But the Astros seem really high on him, so who knows. But the three hosses for the Astros need to be Dallas Keuchel, Lance McCullers and Colin McHugh, if they don't get anybody else. If they get someone else, fine. We'll see how that mix in when that comes. But for right now, the Astros need those guys to uh, to take a step up next year. Um, I, I expect that they will. It looks like Dallas Keuchel's uh, doing well. I've seen him do a lot of stuff during Super Bowl week. And I doubt he would be doing that if he was still concerned uh, any, any way whatsoever. Um, so... It should be interesting this upcoming season for the Houston Astros in their starting pitching. 
Um, so that's pretty much all I got to say about the starters. Uh, we're going to go and end this the way we always do with the stat of the day. And the stat of the day, which is brought to you by no one other than the number 21. And that is where Jose Altuve ranks, uh, or that's his career rank via uh, baseball reference. And that is what, uh, okay, well, let me let me back up. Let me start over again. Jose Altuve's career war is 21 uh, via baseball reference. And he ranks as number 17 in the all-time Houston Astros war leaders. Uh, he's ahead of Shane Reynolds, and he's ahead of Glenn Davis. Uh, I just thought that was kind of interesting because, he's, of course, we've kind of mentioned before, Jose Altuve has only been on the Houston Astros for about uh, six, seven, eight years. Uh, and he's already uh, amounted this much success uh, this upcoming season. I don't know how much how much war he can earn, um, but if he earns uh, three four war this year, he could move up all the way until about twelfth, passing Mike Scott, passing Nolan Ryan, passing Bob Watson, passing Joe Negro, and uh, J.R. Richard. Uh, we all know Jose Altuve is a, a great player, and he's going to go down as one of the greatest Houston Astros players of all time. But just to see him ascend amongst these all-time greats uh, as quickly as he ha it has been is just uh, amazing to see. So uh, that's that's pretty much all I got today on the Eighth Wonder Podcast. I appreciate you all for giving this a listen. Of course, uh, my name is Josh Reese. I'm the host. I am your Houston Astros man for Houston Astros news. Uh, so I appreciate you guys for giving this a listen again. Uh, feel free to share this with friends and family. And uh, just, you know, random people on the street. If you see someone wearing a Houston Astros jersey, you go, hey, guy. Hey, random man or woman. You know what? You know what's up? You should download the 8th Wonder Podcast because that guy spits great Astros knowledge. I'd appreciate the shout out. Uh, but anyways, I'm going to bounce on out of here. I've got stuff I've got to go do. I appreciate you for giving this listen, and we will catch you on Friday. Later, Houston. <laughs>